0: They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site wide.
1: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings! Welcome! It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I hope the Fruited plane is doing well today. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the show, you can always text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get all the links to follow me on social media, get the podcast, get the live stream, you name it. Uh, the media is a buzz. A buzz with the belief that tomorrow or Thursday, Ron DeSantis will enter the presidential race. Now, you need to understand why the media is a buzz. One, he is having a big donor event on Thursday in Miami. But also, I have explained before the ticking clock. You have to understand the ticking clock to understand why the media thinks this is the week DeSantis enters the race. The Federal Election Commission governs federal campaigns and the regulations they have to comply with. Campaigns, even campaigns that accept no money, self-funded campaigns, they have to file quarterly reports. And those quarterly reports show how much they have received in donations and from whom, if they exceed, I think, $200. And how much they have spent. It has to be an itemized list. It's got to show all the money that's come in. And if it's under, I think, $200, it might be, you can accept up to $99 in cash. Everything 100 and above has to be a check. Uh, and over $200, 250, it's got to be documented from whom what who they are, what their job is, who their employer is, what their address is. You are allowed to seed the books with a couple percentage points of nonsense. Now, what I mean by that is there are, it is against the law to use the data from someone's campaign finance report. So you can't go look and say, oh, this person gave DeSantis money. I'm going to go solicit this person for money. That's against the law. And what campaigns are allowed to do is they're allowed to seed their disclosures with phony money. And I think it's only a couple percentage points. But you can say, so and so gave me $5,000, and that person could be a fake person. Now, normally you do that for like the $250, $300 people, and you just put a fake person in. And so if that person then gets solicited for money, you know the person soliciting has stolen your campaign finance file, and that's a big no-no. But that's a digression. But So the campaign finance reports have to be filed on a quarterly basis. But when do you become a candidate? How do you know when you have to start filing? The Federal Election Commission allows people to put their toe in the water, and that's literally what the regulations are called, toe-in-the-water regulations. You you, you stick your toe in. You go out and you spend some money on a poll, do a very cheap cursory poll. Uh, Do I have name ID? Can I win this thing? Is it worth doing? Well, they haven't changed the value, and they really should at this point. They should increase it. But right now, it's $5,000. So if you spend... $5,000 $5000 to test the waters put your toe in testing the waters I said toe in the waters testing the waters you you spend $5000 to test the water once you spend $5000 you have 15 days to file and make a declaration that you're running or abandon the pursuit so if you spend $5,000, within 15 days, you've got to either put up or shut up. If you shut up, you don't have to do anything, but you got to stop. You have to stop giving the outward appearance of running for office. If you decide to run for office, you have to file an exploratory committee. If you're the president, your exploratory committee is called CREEP. I'm not making that up. Committee to reelect the president. CREEP. Yes, Richard Nixon was the first one to embrace the acronym of CREEP. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but it is. It's the committee to reelect the president. It's CREEP. That, but DeSantis will not have CREEP. He will have the, the committee to elect Ron DeSantis. Surred. Um So he spent $5,000. DeSantis has put his staff— From the He had moved them from his campaign for governor to the Republican Party of Florida, and now he's moved them off the Republican Party of Florida payroll. He's had to put them somewhere. They're still working for him. And also, his staff has moved out of the Republican Party of Florida's headquarters. Why? Because he is a Republican candidate for office. He is not the Republican nominee for office. Since he's just a Republican candidate but not the nominee, he can't coordinate with a Republican party. So he has to move those people out of the building and off the payroll. And that's more than $5,000. And that happened about roughly two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. The clock started ticking the moment that happened. Tick, 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 tick. He's got 15 days. He's got 15 days to either put up or shut up. To put up, all he has to do is file a form to register his campaign for the presidency. That's it. But no one does that. What they do is they file the paperwork and they make a big declaration, say, hey, I'm running for president. Now, Tim Scott filed his exploratory committee paperwork weeks ago, made an announcement. He was looking at it and then made his announcement official. It sounds like DeSantis is going to do it all at one time, which is what most candidates do. Nikki Haley, when she announced she did it all at one time, she filed her Exploratory Committee paperwork and made her big announcement. DeSantis may file the paperwork tomorrow and make the announcement on Thursday, but we have a sense of what's coming. And the sense of what's coming is he intends to turn the tables on the press narrative. So what's the narrative been for the last few weeks? And it looks more and more like maybe this was deliberate. It, it sunk him. It sunk him in the polls for sure. It, it's definitely had an impact. He was running high and his polling has faded. But there have been a series of weeks of bad press for DeSantis because the DeSantis team has not talked to members of the media. And over the last week to week and a half, suddenly the campaign team has started talking to the media. And there are reports that never back down a super PAC that DeSantis is now supporting, and how do we know DeSantis is supporting it? Because he has started using the phrase, we'll never back down from a fight. Hmm, a little bit of a tie-in maybe? Never Back Down, by the way, is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. It's run by Ken Cuccinelli, Jeff Rowe, a a major political consultant, and uh, Chris Wilson, best Republican pollster in the country. What is fascinating about it is that until the moment he files his paperwork with the FEC, Never Back Down can talk to the DeSantis people. The moment the paperwork is filed, a big firewall springs up between them, and you're not allowed to coordinate with the super PAC. So what I'm told is going to happen is DeSantis has a $180 million war chest. That money will be directed to never back down. Not only that, what I'm told is DeSantis will have this big donor event on Thursday, and he's gotten lots of pledges over the last month A lot of people have gone to Tallahassee to pledge money to DeSantis. So what he will show when he comes out is that he has raised more money out of the gate than Donald Trump has raised since his announcement in November. I don't know that that is necessarily the case. I am led to believe that it will dollar for dollar outshine the president. The money move from the DeSantis PAC to the Super PAC will undoubtedly be more than what Donald Trump has in his Make America Great Again PAC. But not only that, there is a report out from the New York Post. More than 100 former Trump administration officials have started a group to support Ron DeSantis, who is expected shortly to make his 2024 White House bid public. The members of the so-called eight-year alliance argue that DeSantis is a proven winner who does what he says based on his record as governor of the Sunshine State. The new coalition is also backing DeSantis because they feel he's a strong candidate. The report names former acting Associate Attorney General Jesse Pinucchio, former special assistant to the Secretary of Defense Will Bushman, Former Counselor to the Secretary and White House Liaison to the Department of Labor, Pedro Allende. Former Senior Counsel and Senior Advisor to the Secretary of Commerce, James Uttmeyer, Principal Deputy General Counsel of the Department of Commerce, David DeWist. And some of the members of the – are some of the members of the Alliance. Not all the names will yet to be released. Now, the reaction immediately is, who are these people? They don't count. I'm told that when the full list is made public, there will be some big names there. But also, Rich McCormick, freshman member, Congress, Marine, ER doc, came on with me at 1230 today. He is endorsing Ron DeSantis. Chip Roy, congressman from Texas, endorsing Ron DeSantis. There will be a number of prominent endorsements of DeSantis from the U.S. Congress. He's already got a third of the Iowa legislature and I think a majority of the New Hampshire Republican delegation uh, from their state legislature endorsing him out of the gate. So he's picking up big endorsements and he'll have big money and he'll have a big message. The narrative from the media has been that his campaign is floundering out of the gate before it even gets out of the gate. Uh, There's been lots of suggestions he should just uh, stop, uh, that, that he can't go anywhere. And he intends to rebound, having allowed the expectations to be lowered significantly, intends to rebound. Now, the question is, can he pull it off? We've got to acknowledge that the expectations have crumbled over the past couple of months. The only thing DeSantis has been able to do in the last month and a half is incentivize other people getting into the race. Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, is now reconsidering getting into the race based on the DeSantis non-performance. Mike Pence is shortly expected to announce. You've got Nikki Haley in. You've got Tim Scott in. You've got uh, what's-his-name from uh, Hutchinson from uh, Arkansas is apparently in. Vivek Ramaswamy is in. Others considering getting in the race. Chris Christie now considering getting in the race. DeSantis has got to come out be firing on all cylinders. He can't trip out of the gate, and everyone is going to be expecting him to trip. You've got people like Tara Palmieri who writes at Puck News. Every story she writes is too savage to DeSantis because his campaign will not talk to her. She's nursing a vendetta. That's actually helping DeSantis, defying her narrative that she writes. The question, however, is if DeSantis comes out with a massive fundraising haul, a massive number of Trump administration officials supporting him, a large number of members of Congress and state, House and Senate members around the country supporting him, and doesn't make a misstep, can he turn things around against Trump? Because even the Trump team fears DeSantis How do I know the Trump team fears DeSantis? Because at 8 p.m. last night, it became official. Donald Trump has already spent more money attacking Ron DeSantis than he has spent combined fighting Democrats in 2024 or helping Republicans in 2020 or 2022. Donald Trump has spent more money in the last seven months attacking Ron DeSantis Then he spit in all of 2022, helping Republicans and fighting Democrats. Suggests there's real fear there from the Trump team. Is it warranted? Only DeSantis can show us. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Nationwide, they can help your business grow. If you need $250,000 or more in capital and your lender's giving you a hard time, reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com is the website. FirstLibertyGA.com. I got to I, I, – before I get back into your phone calls, I, I really – I got to play you some audio here. First of all, this is Joy Behar on The View explaining Clarence Thomas to her overwhelmingly white audience.
0: And he's one of these guys
1: who oh, – Hang on. You know, he's like Clarence Thomas – Black Republican who believes in pulling yourself
0: by your bootstraps rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah.
1: That's Joy Behar talking about Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas. Uh, She seems to have no idea that Clarence Thomas was a black nationalist as a youth and— admired Louis Farrakhan. She has no idea that he changed over time. The, the level of racism of these women on The View, uh, let, let me just, this is Sonny Huston, who's super racist,
2: Speaks about things like after the police shootings in um, in uh, against African Americans in 2016, he did some speeches on the Senate floor mm-hmm. that were incredibly impactful about what it's like to live in America, what it's like to live in the South. Let's remember he's from South Carolina, in the skin of a but, black he man. He ignores systemic racism. Yeah, he no. But, that it, but, it, but what, what I'm saying, saying to you is, that if they're not hearing it from Tim Scott, they're not hearing it. Period. I think it so it, at least he's adding that. I think that. one of the issues that Tim Scott um, has is that. He seems to think because I made it, everyone can make it,
0: ignoring, again, the fact that he is the exception and not the rule. And until he is the rule,
2: then he can stop talking about systemic racism.
1: The, the, he's the exception. Tim Scott was given an opportunity on Fox News to respond.
2: Meekness is not weakness. I, I believe in the gospel. I believe Matthew five forty four says, love your enemies. If you break in my house, I also believe in the Second Amendment. I'm going to make sure that we defend every single thing we love in this country. We have to ignore the far left by disproving their lies by our actions. Here's the funny thing. The host, Sonny... She wants to be judged by the content of her character, not the color of her skin. The fact of the matter is America is the story of evolution. Never told story of evolution in too many of our schools that are indoctrinating our kids instead of educating our kids. I'm not the exception. I'm actually the rule. Tim Scott,
1: I'm the rule. You can work hard in this country. And get ahead. And by the way, I, I again, not to be a broken record of this, it's why Republicans need to embrace school choice and allow those who can to get out of failing schools and get their kids better educations, because the better education you have, the better you can do in this country, regardless of your race. Um, good for Tim Scott. Now, there's a little more audio I got to play when we come back. An MSNBC host defended the NAACP yesterday about calling uh, Florida a terrorist regime hostile to black people while also admitting she went there on spring break with her family. Wait till you hear this audio. But first, I got to correct myself. This is the BOGO week for Eden Pure. You buy one, you get one free. You buy two, you get two free. You buy three, you get three free. You buy four, you get four free. You get the picture. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, and on the front page of the site, you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. What is the Eden Pure Thunderstorm? It's an air purifier, and it is filterless. It uses electrostatic plates. You just wipe it out on occasion, and it eliminates odors, smoke odors, litter box odors, pet odors, cooking odors, you name it, musty odors. I travel with mine because it eliminates the smell in uh, rental cars if someone smoked in the rental car or hotel room. It really works. You can hold it in the palm of your hand. You can plug it into the wall or use a USB cord to power it in a car, and it just works. If you, like me, maybe have, like, let cigar smoke get in a car and it smells like a cigar, the Eden Pure will eliminate that odor. It really does work. Get one for free when you buy one. The discount code is just Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put Eric in as your discount code and buy one, get one free, the BOGO deal at EdenPureDeals.com. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I want to go to your phone calls, 877-973-7425. One quick bit of audio before I get there, though. This was an activist on MSNBC where they're really, they are legitimately treating the NAACP declaration that Florida is a hostile terrorist state uh, killing black people Uh, They're treating it legitimately. They're not laughing it off. Never mind the NAACP president lives in Florida. Listen to this guest.
2: I think it was extremely clever um, and, and I really appreciate the
0: NAACP's guidance uh, on this issue. You know, I just took my family to, to spring break in Florida recently. And I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here in America, certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman. I don't want to have anything to do with the place.
1: Wait a second. You don't want to have anything to do with the place. You just said you took your kids there for spring break. As a black lesbian, you don't want to have anything to do with the place, but you did take your children there on spring break and made it out alive. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Really? This, this is, this is what it's come to. They treated that seriously on MSNBC. Nicole Wallace, just just with a straight face of this woman, I took my kids on vacation there, and it's becoming a terrorist state. We made it out alive, had no incidents whatsoever, but it's now that we're gone becoming a terrorist state. Good Lord. Hakeem, you are going to be up next on The Eric Erickson Show. Welcome. How are you? Hey, how you
0: doing, Eric? Two things. I'm about to create one of the strongest African-American male block of Republicans in Atlanta. Excellent. I'm going to need your help. You need to point me in the right direction after this call. Um, I know a lot of people. and very influential in Atlanta. So I need help on how to form that. Second thing, that's ludicrous. African-Americans need to stand up really all over the United States because there is African-American businesses in Florida that the M.A.A.C.P. has literally just told African-Americans to boycott their business.
1: Yeah, okay. So, by the way, their- I, I got data for you, Hakeem. Florida is number two in the nation for black-owned businesses.
0: Wow. Where's the NAACP? They didn't say anything about Oregon right. or Denver or Minnesota. Yep. You can barely find black people there. <laughs> yep. But they say about Florida. This has nothing to do with Florida, but everything to do with their fear around the Santos. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so it's wind crazy here.
1: look look I I you're you're right and it, it's it's like kind of the big signal that this is the guy they all fear when you have Donald Trump spending more money to stop Ron DeSantis, not a candidate for president as of yet than Donald Trump spent in all of 2022 to help Republicans and hurt Democrats combined. When you have the NAACP suddenly saying Florida is a terror state where black people are going to die, and yet the president of the NAACP chooses to live there, when Joe Biden comes out and starts talking about uh, how bad Florida is for the Alphabet Gang, they are scared to death of Ron DeSantis. They just are. You don't. He's living rent free in a lot of people's heads. He's not even a candidate for the presidency yet. We expect him to be, but he's not. And it's it's just the level of, of, I mean, these are not serious people. These are not serious people. And by the way, likewise, the level of hostility towards Tim Scott yesterday on MSNBC, like they don't treat him as a legitimate black person because... He doesn't think like them. This is the left-wing activist Nina Turner on Tim Scott on MSNBC.
0: Well, Chris, one black face in a high place does not mean that systemically black people in America are not still suffering. So, one, you can attempt to be a unity candidate, but the best way to be a unity candidate is by telling the truth. Lying about this country's history gets you nowhere, and I am definitely appalled that Senator Scott, that he would even say something like that being from South Carolina the first state to cede the union during the civil war and as a as a black man in america to say that racism or anti black racism in particular does
1: not exist does not get it he didn't say racism does not exist he said race that america itself is not racist they are they really want to fight on this issue let them fight on this issue i think they will lose let them fight on the issue I do think they will lose. These people hate this country. All right, back to the phone. Sheila, you're going to be up next. Welcome to The Eric Erickson Show. Sheila, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm just fine. And uh, let me first say eternal prayers for your wife. Thank you. Continue good health. I was um, I was both happy but concerned with the Durham report. I think that now that it has been disclosed and proven by an independent party that all of what Donald has been saying and his supporters have been saying about him being targeted and the weaponization of the FBI and the CIA and so uh, even the IRS, I think this now underscores him as and reemphasizes him as a victim, a real victim. And what I have found in talking to uh, my other Trump-supporting friends, because I voted for him twice, I can't go there a third time, but... They are absolutely pissed, I'm sorry uh annoyed, absolutely annoyed uh, that no one has gone to jail, no one's been held accountable. All of the key players that were in positions at the time are now drawing down big money at other uh, as contributing as contributors at other media outlets mm-hmm. and so now you have truly have a man a victim who's been. There has been no justice served, so why should I now vote for DeSantis or anyone that is not Trump? If in fact we need to get even, this and the only way to get justice now is to reelect him. Well, okay, I don't think he'll ever go away. So
1: let me ask you: You you want to get justice? You want to get even? So Donald Trump yesterday said that uh, he's already beaten Joe Biden once, and he'll beat Joe Biden a second time. Let's just take him at his word that uh, he did actually win 2020. Joe Biden's president of the United States now. So Donald Trump, as president, controlling the FBI, the Department of Justice, the Department of Homeland Security, with multiple Republican governors in place around the country, uh, had the election stolen from him in those places despite him being president. So Joe Biden is now president. So if you vote for Donald Trump in 2024, I think he's got to come up with an answer to this question of how will you not get it stolen from you now when in 2020 it got stolen? You were president. Now Democrats are in charge of those states and Joe Biden is in charge. And by the way, Christopher Wray is still in charge of the FBI. I I think he's got to answer that question.
0: I don't think that. In the people who are now standing behind and emphatically supporting a Trump, a third Trump run, are taking logic into That's true. Play. They are not. And I would say I've had that conversation. I've had the conversation of why would you go for four years instead of eight years? Mm-hmm. Why, and it is really what they're looking for now is retribution. Right. And I said to your call screener, I said, I, I think this is a hazard for DeSantis because you have this what what's the number 20 25 percent of Republicans who are not who are rabid Trump uh, uh, voters right. who will not vote for anyone in the absence of justice for their man Trump mm-hmm. so I'm looking and hoping that DeSantis can as he did in Florida broaden the field of GOP voters to include those people who would not vote for Trump but want a GOP in the lead as head of our country. So that's what I'm hoping for school choice uh you know pro-life, cultural, all those things that he has stood up for. when I have that conversation with my Trump voter friends who are now you know third I say third time trumpers, they can't hear it Eric they, it's like mm-hmm. I'm speaking Japanese
1: to right. Them. It, is, it really is an emotional argument, and, and Sheila, thanks very much for the phone call. It, it, it's, it's a very emotional argument. There's not a lot of reason or rationality there. Listen, I last week I did a, a video segment, and I said, please, can someone just answer the question for me? Can someone just answer the question for me? If Donald Trump as president with Republican governors in these states could have the election stolen from him in 2020, how can he avoid the election being stolen in 2024 with Democrats now in charge of these states and Joe Biden as president? How how can he avoid it? No one has offered an answer. And I, I like I genuinely I would like the answer. The best answer I can get is that well we're going to lose anyway, so we might as well go down fighting with Trump. That's the best answer I've gotten. The problem is that that uh, Brian Kemp was able to win Georgia state, Donald Trump lost. Uh, Ron Johnson was able to win Wisconsin state, Donald Trump lost. The Republicans actually did very well in Arizona except Kerry Lake and Blake Masters and Donald Trump. I mean Republicans picked up majority of the state legislature majority of the congressional delegation, several statewide offices in Nevada the what is it Joe Lombardo I think is is the new Republican governor there he won Donald Trump could not. Pennsylvania now is even more Democrat. Michigan now is even more Democrat Wisconsin now is even more Democrat. Arizona now is even more Democrat. Uh, and he still can't win in Georgia. So how do you win in 2024 with Democrats in a more dominant position in key swing states than they were in 2020? And Joe Biden and Christopher Ray are now at the federal government and Donald Trump's not. How do you avoid it getting stolen from you a second time? And all I get is an emotional response of, of because. Well, because why? Because of voter reforms? Well, Donald Trump's come out against ballot harvesting. Donald Trump has come out against early voting. Donald Trump has come out against an absentee ballot play. He wants same-day voting. He has said as much. In just the past month, Donald Trump has again blasted the idea of early voting. So how do you win I mean, the, the idea that we're going to lose anyway it boggles the mind, considering Republicans did so well in New York for the congressional races and California. Uh, they swept in Georgia. They swept in Florida. They did great in Ohio. They, they, Ron Johnson got reelected in Wisconsin. I, I just uh, – this idea of, well, we're going to lose anyway. And by the way, that 25 percent, that was the same as it was in Georgia with Brian Kemp. They voted for David Perdue to stand by Donald Trump and, well – Brian Kemp still got reelected against Stacey Abrams by a bigger margin than in 2018. I mean, that's ultimately the issue. And, and no one has offered – and I, I really – I just I – wanted, I wanted a legitimate answer. Let's assume for sake of argument that 2020 was stolen. How does Trump keep it from being stolen in 2024 when he couldn't stop it as president? And now Joe Biden is president and Katie Hobbs is governor of Arizona, which, by the way, a federal judge in Arizona has thrown out Carrie Lake's case for the election there. She declared it a win. You will not be surprised. All right, I got to move on. Before I do, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. They, my friends, are the cell phone company you should use because they share your values and they want your business. They actually support the causes you care about, and they make it really easy for you. You go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. You can put in your phone number and port it over to Patriot Mobile. They can do a digital eSIM with your phone if it's unlocked so you don't even have to wait for a SIM card in the mail. They can do it all online. If you don't trust doing it online, you can call them at eight or at a 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You even get great discounts if you're a veteran, an NRA member, a first responder, a teacher. You need multiple lines for your house. Patriot Mobile can help you. And you're doing business with a company that shares your values and supports the causes you care about. So go to PatriotMobile.com today. You can see their coverage map. It shows you all the way down to your house, how good their 5G, their data, their voice is, and they will support the causes you care about as you help them grow their profits. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric or call them 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's go to the phones. Bill, you're going to be up next. Welcome.
2: Hey Eric. Hi there. I was calling in response to a question about how you would, uh, how Trump would be able to quote unquote prevent you know, the election from being stolen this time around if he had it stolen the last time around. And my answer to that is, the 2020 election was a unique set of circumstances because of COVID and all those relaxed uh, voting uh, methods. You know, mail in but. By- uh, ballots and drop boxes and, and uh, well, claims of, you know, the, the election observers not being able to be close enough to the ballots to verify signatures and things like that. And that wouldn't be able to, that wouldn't happen this time around. Um, from what I recall, there were states that had Legal decisions made that yeah only the legislature was really allowed to yes. make changes like that. Now that you know, so, that,
1: so Bill, that's probably the most plausible argument. Uh, although most of the states that implemented the the drop boxes, which by the way it was the Trump Homeland Security Department that came up with that idea, uh, most of the states that implemented them uh, have con- have continued to keep them, and some of the states like like Nevada. The Democrats in the state legislature there went on and affirmed the mail-in balloting program, as did those in Arizona. So a number of the problems that came up uh, in 2020 are now the law of the land in those states, not just uh, by default. I mean, that, that that's the issue, honestly, here, is that— if the Trump campaign comes in and says, listen, we're gonna do an aggressive ballot harvesting campaign. We're gonna come in on the ground. we're gonna we're going to uh, capture ballots. We're gonna do just what the left does. They got a great argument there. It's just he in the last month came out again and said, no no, day of voting, that's what we need. Well, okay, that's what you want, but that's not the law and you have no way to get the law changed. So do aggressive ballot harvesting. If you got an economic recession, you've still got a shot at doing it. That 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 seems to me to be the most plausible argument. The problem is he's not making that I'm making the argument for him, but his campaign's not making the argument. They have to be the ones to make the argument uh to 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 show it. And also, how do you add new people to your coalition? I just think he's got a got an uphill battle in that. I, I'm not saying he can't win. I think the economy turns. Can't bar the door, it's possible, but got an uphill battle, I think you got to recognize.